Okay, so we're good to go. I got a thumbs up. Glad you guys are here. Welcome to Jericho Road Church. I love you. I love being here. So let's do some shouting then. What do we do? We love God and we love others. And how do we say it? I love God and I love you and I am so glad you're here. Welcome to JRC in this new series, Level Up. Like as a kid, I loved playing uh, arcade games. I remember uh, we would go to an arcade where you could give them a dollar and they would give you six tokens. So you'd get like six plays. And I only ever had a dollar. We didn't ever have any much money, but, but you, I'd go all the way to the arcade with my whole dollar. And then you have to like, you have to use these sparingly because you only got six tokens, right? So you'd have to walk around the arcade for a while first. So, and I know what the arcade looks like. I know all the games in it, but I'd still have to walk and look at some of the like intro screens and that kind of stuff. But I knew what game I'm going to play. It was never in doubt. I was uh, headed towards the back, and in the back there was going to be this video game called Raiden. Raiden was where you're like the spaceship and you shoot uh, bad guys or something like that. Uh, it looks a little bit like this, if you guys have ever seen. It says like, pew, pew, pew. So that's what you do. That's this game, Raiden. That, that's the high tech that I lived with. Uh, this was like in junior high and uh, early high school. That's how good it was. And then, so at first, go back to that other screen. At first, you get this little, you start up with this little tiny, see the little bullets that are coming out of there? That's how you start. But then, uh, in this game, the greatest moment of this game happens when you kill a few of these guys, and then this like power pellet thing comes up. That's our next picture right there. And there's like there's a blue one, and there's a red one, and there's an orange one, depending on what gun you want to get. And you 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 like gobble up that little blue power pellet, and then it powers up your gun. And you you get one, you get two, three, you get three, you get four, and your gun goes from that little like pew 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 pea shooter to all of a sudden it's like this big like destroyer gun. There's our last picture of that one. It's like. And you just wreck enemies with this. And so uh, I love playing that. Uh, I don't know. You get this honking cannon. And like after you get that, like it's just kind of fun because it's easier game. You just go back and forth and just annihilate everybody. And uh, there were a couple of different kinds of it. But, but that's uh, what we're talking about. Like in video games, if you do certain things, you level up your character or your spaceship or something like that. And we use level up language all other places, not just in video games. We use level up languages uh, even in our relationships as well. So my wife, she went on that one date with me. It was a bad situation. Twelve years later, I asked her again if she'd go out with me, if we had any chance at all for something to work out between us. And she said, no, not ever. But I didn't really understand that, so I gave it more tries. And eventually, she said, yeah. And then we started to date. And after we were dating a little while, you know what I said? Hey, I want to level up our relationship. Would you be interested in getting married? And she said, yes, finally a yes. You know? And so uh, we, we use that language in, in relationships. Take our relationship to the next level. So we got engaged. And then took to the next level and we got married. And then we decreased level. We had kids. So then, uh, you know, that's like when you're... You explode, and then you have to start all over again, right? That's what happened. That's how life is. No, no, no. Kids are great. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Bless you guys. Glad you're here. So we use it in, in relationships. We use level up language in, in, in uh, business uh, or in sports, where you want to take your performance to the next level, where you want to you know, get more clients and, and take my ability and my whatever business to the next level. And so we use this kind of idea often in relationships, sports, and in work. And those things are really important, but our spiritual lives are importanter. So you as a Christian, you can do things to level up your spiritual life. Now, my prayer for this series 
been, and this has been prepared over a year in advance that we've had this series on the calendar. My prayer has always been that God would move our hearts, move your hearts so that you would want to level up in your spiritual life, that your desire would be to, to move to the next level of your Christian understanding and commitment, whether that's moving from level zero to level one. We're level 99 to level 100. It doesn't matter where any one of you are in your spiritual lives. God says it, it's time to level up from wherever you are, and we're all at different places. God is interested in drawing you into the next level. If you've been stuck in the same level of your spiritual life, perhaps for years, maybe it's time to unlock the, the new adventures and the excitement that a, a next level would bring. With this open mind, I've broken our series down into to four keys to leveling up, and we're going to look at them over the next four Sundays. To level up our Christian life, we need to learn, we need to pray, we need to serve, and we need to sacrifice. We finished a series about our church where we're looking at our four distinctives of our church. How can our church be distinct, and how do we want to grow as a church? And this series is all about you as an individual believer, how you can level up in your relationship with God in these four areas. And this really is, it's just up to you. It's you deciding that, that you want to level up as a follower of Jesus. And to respond to the series, it's going to take discipline. It's going to take work. It's going to take self-motivation because leveling up is not easy. It's not just grabbing a power pellet on one Sunday and then now you leveled up. See, our Christian level up in our spiritual life takes work. So today we're going to look at that first key of leveling up, and that's our big idea today. To level up, we need to learn. Learn what? Really, at the most basic, we need to learn about God, we learn, need to learn about ourselves, and we need to learn how God and us navigate this planet. That, that's the most basic level. In our spiritual lives, it's about God and us and our interaction with Him. And this would be extremely nebulous. So if, if that's all we were given, like, let's learn about God. How would we go about doing that? It would be nebulous. It would be difficult to learn if it was left in the theory or the abstract or the philosophical or without some direction or some revelation. But fortunately, God has given us a primary revelation. God has said, you know what? You would be lost unless I reveal myself to you. I will reveal myself to you through the written word, and now we call it a Bible, God has given us the primary text to learn. He revealed himself in and through the Bible. And so when we talk about learning about God, there's lots of ways to do it, but the primary way to learn about God and to learn in order to level up is to look at the Bible. God has not left it in the abstract. Rather, he has come into human history and left his divine will, his understanding, and his desire for us within his word. So we've got to prioritize learning the Bible. And the Bible even talks about this. People in history past have seen this as important. In Joshua, this is in the Old Testament, Joshua 1.8 says, keep the book of the law always on your lips. You've got to, you've got to know it to, enough to have it available right there. Meditate on it day and night so that you'll be careful to do everything written in it. Then you're going to be prosperous and successful. In the New Testament, it also says the same thing. In 2 Timothy 2.15, Paul tells Timothy, do your best to present yourself to God as one who's approved, 
a worker who does not need to be ashamed, who correctly handles the word of truth or the Bible. God's given us the Bible as his revelation. It's his expression of reality and relationship. It's a concrete, specific something that we can study and learn. And if you want to level up, you have to study the Bible. You have to read the Bible. You have to meditate on the Bible. You have to, basically, you've got to learn the Bible. That's the thing we've got to learn. And there's no shortcut from this point. And if you've been at church more than five times, you knew it. You knew I got to be reading the Bible. I got to be learning the Bible. I cannot level level up without it. And the beauty of the Bible is that even if you read it all the way through one time, maybe two times, maybe a hundred times, the next time you come to read through the Bible, do you know what? You're going to learn something new. You're going to learn something new about yourself and about God and how you interact with God on this planet, even if you've read it a hundred times. Anyone read it a hundred times? Been through it at least that much? No? Okay, so we've got goals. Goals, that's good. Its lessons cannot be exhausted. And so to level level up, we must continue to learn about God through the Bible. Here are some practical suggestions to do that. I'm mind-blowingly creative. You've got to read your Bible. I know. Isn't that weird? You want to learn the Bible, you've got to read it. I'm not going to put you on the spot. How many people have uh, read the entire Bible? Not going to put you on the spot. You don't have to put your hand up. You can if you like. <laughs> if you want to, just brag. That's good. Me too. Uh, if you haven't, do you know how long it takes to read the Bible? feels like a long time. Now, if you want to listen to the Bible, that's a little easier. You want to listen to the Bible in your Bible app? I looked it up. Do you know how long it takes to listen to the whole Bible on your Bible app? 75 and a half hours. That's at regular speed. 1.5 speed? That gets you to 50 hours. You know what 50 hours divided by a year is? You know, eight minutes a day. You put that Bible in, how many commute to work more than eight minutes a day? I would say almost every Eight minutes a day, at 1.5 speed, you finish your Bible in a year. Regular speed, 12 minutes a day. If you read it on your own, 45 minutes a day. It depends on how fast of a reader you are. <laughs> Especially those Old Testament names, you get tripped up in there, that's like 30 minutes. Mizikasadaz was the father of the Mazaglaj, right? 12 minutes a day, if you're listening to the Bible app. And I, and say, well, you got to read your Bible. Well, in all of human history, no one read their Bible. They actually listened to the Bible. That was the primary way to do it. So if you're listening to the Bible, you're actually more Christian than the others that just read it on their paper. So pompous, they get to read. <laughs> Nobody knew how to read in, in the last thousands of years, not until the Gutenberg press. Then people learned to read individually. So listening to your Bible is a fantastic way. Eight minutes a day. You could read the entire Bible. You could join IBT. That's our weeknight Bible study. Small six-week six sections. Those are two practical ways if you want to learn the Bible. You just got to start to read it. Now, our primary text is the Bible, but, but you could also learn about uh, apologetics or Christian philosophy or history of God working through people in the world. And that's a way to learn about God as well. And So if you don't know where to start, start with a podcast, uh, Stand to Reason, or go on their website and sign up for their material. Stand to Reason is a apologetic sort of website. You could audit a Bible class. They, they do it for 10 bucks. A Bible class, you could audit one at Biola. You could go in person or Talbot there. You could go to Dallas Theological Seminary's online audit 
cost 10 bucks to have a professional Bible class. You could read a scholarly, trustworthy Christian book, not just any Christian book because the person's a Christian and it's like a Christian book, but like, like you could read a good one. Uh, maybe you read Morris's The God I Never Knew about the God the Spirit and his work in our lives. We've got to be involved with learning about God. So the next sort of thought is like, like why? What's my motivation to learn about God? Why, why would I want to learn about God, and I think there's many different reasons why, even as Christians, we have different reasons why we want to learn the Bible, and I'm, I'm talking primarily Christians. I mean, unless you're at level zero, I do want you to go to level one, first become a Christian, and then start to like grow as a Christian and level up as a Christian, but, but those of us that are already Christians, what's my motivation to be interested in moving my spiritual life to the next level? And I think it's different for all of us, and, I, and there's, there's a few that I found in the Bible that highlight different motivations for, for reasons to want to learn about God or, or to want to level up. The first one is uh, maybe you have a desire just to be near to God. Maybe that's something that's internal in you. That, like, I, I just feel like I need to be nearer to God. Well, James 4.8 says, come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Maybe this is you. You say, like, God, I, I just want to be near you more. There's no place I'd rather be than you. In you, I can find comfort and security because I know that only in God that I can find wholeness and meaning. God, I just need you to be near me, and I need to be near you. Maybe that's the sentence that resonates in your heart, and that's the, the sentence for, this, the, for, for James as he writes. He says, God, I just want to come near to you. I just want to be near to you. I just need that in my life. And so that would be a motivation to read the Bible, to draw near to God, and to level up. Maybe uh, you're a rule follower and you like to do the things you're told to do and you've accepted Christ your Savior and, and then you also want to accept Jesus' invitation to learn. See, Jesus says this. In Matthew, he records one of Jesus' phrases. Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart. You will find rest for your souls. Some of that sounds fantastic. Could anyone else use a little rest for your soul? Feel bombarded by the world, overwhelmed by things that happen, things that you can't control. Wars that are in countries and you still feel bad for them that are far away and you can't do anything about it. Breakdown in families and relationships and difficulties and you say, God, I, I just need to find rest for my soul. And Jesus says, come and learn from me and that's what you'll find. And uh, those people who like to do all their homework, you can say, well, Jesus told us to do it, so it's good enough for me, you know? Jesus said, come to me and learn, and so I'm going to come and learn from Jesus. Maybe you know that by learning, it will make your life better. Deuteronomy 5 says, walk in obedience to all the Lord your God has commanded you so that you may live and prosper and prolong your days in the land that you'll possess. Maybe you're sitting there saying, like, I could really use God's blessing. I try navigating on my own, and it doesn't feel that blessed. And so, God, I want to learn from you. I want to walk, learn about your commands and then walk in your commands so that I could be blessed by you. And the last one, maybe your motivation, and this one resonates, I think, with the most for me, even as a, as a believer for a long time. Maybe you're just thirsty for something more. In Isaiah 55, he says, Come, all who are thirsty, come to the waters, 
And, and you who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what's not bread and your labor on what doesn't satisfy? Listen, listen to me and, and eat what's good and, and you'll delight in the richest of fare. Give ear and come to me. Listen that you may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. My faithful love promised to David. So maybe you're like, oh, I've been doing this a long time. I've been following God and, and it's kind of dry. I'm kind of thirsty. I, I really want God's presence in my life. I, I want to come and I, I want to, this is a metaphor, right? Eat of his goodness. I want to drink of his, his free gifts. I want to live a life abundant. And I'm tired of just doing things just for myself. That's why we need to learn and level up because I know there's so much more to life than what I've been living. And so those are some of the motivations. Maybe we have different ones even as you're processing listening right now. Why you might want to learn and level up. The New Testament give us a really good example of people who are trying to learn. In Acts chapter 2, these, these are the very first Christians. Look at them. Here's what it says, Acts, Acts chapter 2, describing what they did. So they, these first Christians, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and the breaking of bread and to prayer. So these were the very first Christians. They were the very first to receive the Holy Spirit, and they devoted themselves to learn. They devoted themselves to learn, or they dedicated themselves to learn. And leveling up takes devotion. A long time ago, um, I wanted to learn to box. So uh, our church had a guy who knew how to box, and he ran a boxing ministry. And um, I was like, I'm going to take that boxing ministry. And so I signed up, and um, it met two times a week for about uh, two hours. It was a pretty intense session. And, and man, I, I first got there, like, there were hand wraps that you have to go, and then between the knuckles and this, it took me three, four weeks to just figure out how to wrap my hands. And then, and then like, uh, then you had to do stance, and you have to do footwork, and then cardio, and then you have to like jump rope a lot because it's exhausting to box. And, and then you hit a punching bag, and your wrists hurt because you do it wrong. And, then, and so you start to learn all this kind of stuff. And, and um, it took a lot of practice to get over my initial bewilderment, um, a lot of aches. I had to get over a fear of getting hit in the face. Like, I don't know, I never got hit in the face before. I didn't really, it seemed like a fun thing and had to get over that. But it turns out it's not so bad. Uh, got, had to get rid of my general lostness. Yeah, I don't mind getting hit in the face now. Isn't that weird, huh? Um, and so two times a week, a couple of years go by. And eventually, I got a little better. Eventually, I wasn't the worst in the class. So that, you know, there's a guy above you. Da, da, da. Eventually, I got better than the worst guy in class. So I leveled up in my boxing, right? I was like, I'm Rocky. I will get whooped by everybody. Still, I'm not saying I could fight anyone, but, but I leveled up in boxing. But it took devotion of years. It, it wasn't just a, like I went, I took a lesson, now I know how to box, you know, something like that. So I actually got to level up, felt like Rocky. I hear the theme song. That was one of the, the songs. I got to pick the music because it was at the church I was running, so I picked the music, no bad music. But I would always put the Rocky theme song on. That's how we would start every day. And so, so that would get me pumped up. I was like, yeah, and I was ready to go. And I took devotion, not once in a while or once every week. It, it took a couple of times a week. Same thing when I first learned pickleball. I tried it once. Like, 
even after the whole thing, like I, I played the first time, I still didn't really understand the rules. There's like kitchens and there's things you can't do. And they kept saying I was like breaking rules all the time. And I was like, break a rule because I smashed it on you. That's why. And they're like, nope, you just broke the rule. That doesn't count. I was like, it counted. I was in or something. And then apparently not. And so uh, after that first time, though, I never played again. <laughs> no level up. No devotion. I didn't keep doing it. I didn't stick to it. So I am no better at pickleball, and I don't know any of the rules still because I don't have any devotion to it. Spiritual level up is very similar. It's going to take devotion, dedication, and a bit of time. The nice part about this is pickleball is all internally motivated. Boxing, internally motivated. This kind of stuff, I'm going to get better at my job, internally motivated. The nice part about leveling up spiritually is you will never have to do it alone. This is, this is a proclamation both in the Old and the New Testament. So that's, that makes it like ironclad, you know, like it's not just, for you, not just for us, it's just for everyone who's ever interacted with God, that you're never going to do it on your own. If you're willing, God gives the power to learn. See, in Psalm 32, God says directly this. He says, I will instruct you. And I will teach you in the way that you should go. And I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. And then the exact almost same thing is said in John 14, 26. Jesus tells the disciples, I'm going to die. I'm going to go to heaven. But I'm going to send someone to you. I'm going to send the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father is going to send in my name. And he's going to teach you all things. And he's going to remind you of everything that I have said to you. So here we have a proclamation both in the Old and the New Testament, and we are told that God is going to help us. If you put your hand to this, you say, God, I want to learn. God, I want to be devoted to, to your word. I, I want to try to do it. You will not be doing it alone. As you drive in your car, there may not be any other passengers next to you or anyone in there, and you put that on play through your Bible app and you're listening to God's word, you are not doing it alone. God will supernaturally meet with you and, and help you understand things that, that maybe you didn't have a mind for. And maybe you, you got a little distracted and yet God will still speak to your heart. He'll still move as you had dedicated that time to him, as you put a little bit of devotion. Like, you don't see it right away. No, it's boxing the first week, second week, third week. You don't see it right away. It's just slow increments of growth, slow increments of transformation. And that at the end of a year or two years, if you've been training, if you've been dedicated, if you've been devoted to learning, at the end of a couple of years, all of a sudden you're going to look back and say, like, I leveled up, but it was, it's actually three levels up. I got multiple power pellets this year. And I'm way further in my relationship with God. I'm, I'm way more blessed. I'm way more at peace. I'm walking with God in a way that I never have after this year of dedication. And it might not just be that very first only time. So you open the Bible app, you read it one time, you're like, oh, oh, not like that. Maybe God meets you miraculous, but he will always be with you in every time. And, and as you, even if you feel like you're not doing a good job of it, as you open your Bible, as you dedicate a few minutes each day to read it, to listen to it. God will be working in you. God will be walking with you. God is next to you, right? When you're reading it, he's massaging your brain. Okay, you got this, you got this. Pay attention. This is a good part. This is a good part. Like Holy Spirit doing that on your shoulders, you know? Don't fall asleep. You're driving and you're listening. Say, hey, wait, you got this. You're never doing it alone. And this isn't school. It's not learning a trade. It's a supernatural learning. Because it's not just about information. 
It's information that causes transformation. Learning isn't confined to the mind, but learning penetrates to the entirety of our being. See, when we, when we level up spiritually, it isn't just having more mental ascent. It isn't memorizing extra verses. It's not knowing something for our brain's sake. It's knowing so that we can be transformed. It's knowing so that our heart will be moved, that our being will be moved, that we'll be walking with God differently because we've learned of Him. And the results will be satisfaction of our soul, nearness to God, His blessing and favor, a changed worldview, fresh hope, an eternal perspective, a renewed mind. And that's just a few like that I wrote off the top of my head. The blessings are incredible. Learning about God begins in the now, but then it continues for eternity. The, the devotion you've used now, so I stopped boxing, I never use it anymore, but the things you learn spiritually, you'll use forever. If God's real and there is an eternity and you're learning about Him, you're jump-started your eternal relationship with God. And it's a, it's a value that has eternal value, not just temporary value. I think some of us really do need to level up in our learn category. Maybe you've been stuck on the same level for, for many, many years. And it's about time that, that you spent some time on getting to the next level. So lastly, I think it takes an open heart and a desire to learn. Our praise band is going to step up here real fast. But as they do, and I want them to look at this verse also, we're going to look at this verse here. This is what King David says that conveys the idea of needing an openness if you want to learn. King David says, God, would you show me your ways, Lord? Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me. For you are my God, my Savior, and my hope is, is in you all day long. Like What an incredible prayer for an openness that is necessary in order to be taught by God, in order to learn about God. And we don't often do this, but I, I was wondering if, if we could do this verse out loud together. If we're, gonna, we're just going to say it, and if you would say it as a prayer. And then uh, uh, we're going to go ahead and stand up, and then we're going to worship right after that. So if you'd stand with me right now, and we're going to read this prayer all together. And if you don't mean it, then don't, don't read it. That's okay. So here we go. One, two, three. Show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me. For you are God my Savior and my hope is in you all day long.